At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It's the Tuesday edition of The Edge here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Got a good one on tap today. Randy McKay is going to be with us, handicap extraordinaire. He's going to be coming up in about 30 minutes from now and discuss everything going on in the National Hockey League. Back in our South Point studios, Matt Humans is back from his duties on Follow the Money. Haven't talked to you since Thursday, man. Uh, the NBA Finals are set. The Celtics are our team in the Eastern Conference. Warriors taking them on. How you feel about the matchup? Yeah, JVT, it's not true. I actually just talked to you 20 minutes ago on the phone. Uh, That's very true, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I love the matchup. I think it's going to be great for uh, betters and bookmakers. This is going to be one of those uh, uh, finals matchups that I think draws a lot of wagering action on both sides. I've talked to, in the past 24 hours, five or six different people I respect in terms of uh, their basketball analysis, and I would say half are on the Celtics, half are on the Warriors. It's, it's very interesting to see a, a type of split like that. Jeff Sherman at the Westgate Superbook told me yesterday that they're seeing more public support for the Warriors and more sharp support for the Celtics. That's the betting pattern just in that book this week. And there are a lot of different angles to talk about with this series, JVT, which is why I think it's such a good matchup that the hype creates betting action. And uh, we're going to see, I think, a lot of two-way play in this series. Yeah, I brought this up to Vinny, Vinny Maiulo. I talked to him on Sunday on Harvard Handicappers and asked him, who do you think the public side would be? My thought was going to be Golden State. And it's weird, Matt, too, because, 
If you looked at the way that the series between Boston and Miami was getting bet, the, the betting market, they were just hammering the Boston Celtics almost every single game from a game perspective. At one point, we got to it where the number was telling you there were seven, eight points better than Miami in a neutral court, uh, but then the role gets flipped and they take on a Warriors team that has the past, right? This is their sixth finals in the last eight years. They got three titles. Uh, so this is going to be one where I think the Warrior, or excuse me, the betting public is going to go back to what they know best. But I'm curious, like when you look at it in terms of sharp support, and I would agree, I mean, I don't know if I'm a sharp, but I, I would land on the side of the Celtics having the initial edge in this series. And I was surprised from a market standpoint, this series price, and this is where like the topic I wanted to open up with you at, which is we saw some spots open up like buck 50, buck 55. We got to as high as minus 165 before that buyback started coming. I was kind of surprised that the price reached as high as it did initially in terms of the Warriors minus 165. What do you think this series price should be? You think this is fair? I think it's fair where it is right now. In fact, we were talking about it Sunday night when the Celtics had a double digit lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, where do you open the series price? You know, we had a good idea. The, the, the Warriors are going to be at least minus 130 favorites at that point. Yeah. I said, I would probably make it 150. And, you know, I'm not going to quibble with 160 here because I, I do think you're going to get more public support for the favorite for a few different reasons that we'll talk about. But I think 160 is probably the fair price. 180 is too high up in that range. So I think the price is right right now. And um, the best price out there on the Celtics, I think, is plus 145. Here at the South Point where I am, it's minus 160 plus 140. The Superbook's got plus 145 if you like Boston. Wow. And I also know a lot of uh, Boston betters, including both of us on this show, who have futures tickets on the Celtics. Our guest at 130 today, Randy McKay, has a futures ticket on the Celtics. And uh, what do you do with it uh, going into the series if you have a good number? You have the best number uh, of all of us. It's 66 to 1 on the Celtics to win the championship. I think Randy's got 8 to 1. I've got two to one, which is no big deal, but that's the only position I have going into the series. I'm not going to hedge on a, on a bet like that. Uh, I like Boston a little bit in the series. I don't love Boston in the series because I, I kind of feel like JVT, they're going to drop the first game. Now, um, when you win a game seven on the road like that, uh, like the Celtics did Sunday night in Miami, that was a very emotional night. It was a very physically draining series as well. The Celtics are off back-to-back seven-game series. Now they've yep. got to go to San Francisco on Thursday night and open against a Warriors team that's been rested for a week and probably going to get some healthy bodies back. I think the situation on game one sets up much better for Golden State. So if you like the Warriors, I think uh, laying the price of uh, 160 is what you should do right now because it's probably going to go up. I, I really don't think the Celtics are going to win game one. I could be wrong about that, but – uh, I would say if you like Boston, you could also uh, slow play it a little bit here and see if they lose game one, you can get a, a much better adjusted series price headed into game two. But, yeah, you know, there's a lot of different ways to play this and uh, some different angles we can talk about. I'll throw one at you that Jeff Sherman and I talked about yesterday. If you like the Warriors, would you lay the 160? Let's say you don't have a, you don't have a bet on the series yet. Would you lay the 160? Or would you lay 125 on Stephen Curry to be MVP? 120 or 125, the best price you can find. Yeah, there's no shot. You're, you're going Curry. Look, the, the narrative is tying into this when it comes to Curry and finals MVP. Um, and he, if they win this, 
there, I don't think there is. Maybe there's one universe in the many universes out there in which they win this series and Steph Curry does not win finals MVP, Matt. But, but I mean, think about it. Like, this, this is the narrative we talked about coming into this. Steph Curry, what's the one thing on his resume that he doesn't have? It's a finals MVP trophy. Mm-hmm. And just given the construction of this roster, like where most of this offense is going to come from, look at that Dallas series. And this is something I brought up yesterday, which is, you know, even if the Celtics come out and they double and blitz and trap and do all that stuff with them, well, he averaged over seven assists in that series with the Mavericks. He can still impact the game with his passing. We forget how good of a pass or facilitator he is. I, I don't I don't think there's any scenario in which the Warriors win this series. And, and unless, the, you know, of course, he only plays in one game, that he doesn't win finals MVP. So I think that's the way you're going with this. I, I don't think there's really any other way if you like the Golden State Warriors, to your point. Yeah, I think the only issue there is that's not a foolproof plan. Uh, right. There's somebody else, Clay Thompson, could step up. Probably not going to be Andrew Wiggins, but it's possible. Uh, obviously, Stephen Curry's an odds-on favorite here to be MVP for a reason. The Warriors are odds-on favorites in the series, and he's the most likely guy to win MVP. In 2015, when the Warriors won the finals, Andre Iguodala was MVP. In 17 and 18, it was Kevin Durant. And uh, I do think that uh, Curry's going to get the benefit of the doubt. Even if it's somewhat close, I think the voters are going to go Curry for NBA Finals MVP. So that's something to think about. You know, if you want to lay a cheaper price on a Golden State and find a way to do it, you can bet Curry to win MVP. Well, and I think, I mean, we're flashing these numbers now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said minus 125 for Curry. The, I mean, we have we have boards up that say plus 110 on Curry to win finals MVP. Uh, I wonder if that's an accurate price that we have up there, because if that's the case, uh, that's something at a plus price worth looking at for Curry. Because I think you're right. Like, there's obviously, it is not the perfect strategy. But my problem with, uh, like, a guy like Clay Thompson, for example, Matt, is you know, he has not been consistent. We're going to remember that game six against Dallas, excuse me, game five against Dallas, where he closed him out. It was awesome. But before that, he scored 12 points, I think it was, against Dallas. Like, he's been really inconsistent. He looks like a guy who hasn't played basketball in two years. Um, and I wonder if, yeah, like, when you just look at it overall, the most consistent option. I mean, if you're going outside of Steph Curry, you want a wild one? Um, not Clay Thompson for me. Not Andrew Wiggins. What about Draymond Green? Well, you could go Draymond Green. By the way, right now at the Westgate Superbook and Circa, Stephen Curry's minus 120. Yeah, he is odds wow. on favorite to be MVP. That's uh, I wrote that this morning from my PSW column. You had me second-guessing it. But, no, he is minus 120. I think some of these, uh, uh, these odds boards are going to vary, and uh, what we have yeah. here in terms of a graphic might not be updated. But I can tell you that uh, Draymond Green right now at the Westgate is 50 to 1. This graphic we have up on the screen from DraftKings says 18 to 1. You have to okay. shop around for the yeah. MVP. And I'll tell you, a player I bet uh, last night to be finals MVP, I looked at the Westgate and I saw Marcus Smart at 80 to 1. Uh, DraftKings on this graphic we have on the screen shows 45 to 1. Uh, yep. Guess what, JVT? I got Marcus Smart at Circa last night at 100 to 1. Uh, yeah. I, you know, it's doubtful that Smart's going to win MVP. But his defense is going to be crucial in this series. We know he's willing to take big shots. So it's possible if the Celtics pull the upset, it's probably going to be Tatum, Brown, or Smart. And uh, at 101, I could, uh, those odds were too good to refuse. Oh, I would agree with that. And I think, like, my whole thing with the with Boston, Matt, has been, like, of these two teams, the more, like, the team that has multiple finals MVP candidates is Boston, right? I don't think it's... 
I don't think it's Golden State. I think it's Boston because Jalen Brown, I mean, when you went to that game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, it, it, it depends on who's going to have the better game. If Brown had the better game, then he was going to win Eastern Conference Finals MVP, I think. Mm-hmm. If Tatum had the better game, and he did, he was going to win Eastern Conference Finals MVP. And you could see the exact same thing here in this series. And to your point, it's not even just shutting down Steph Curry. You and I have discussed this before. He's their lead point guard. If he comes out there and is dishing the ball around and has good numbers in terms of assists and can give like give them like an 18 and 8 with good defensive minutes throughout that entire series, there's certainly a path for a guy like Marcus Smart to win this thing. And especially, like you said, from 45 to 1 to 100 to 1 is a massive difference, and that's worth making a small play on. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a small play, but at 100 to 1, you don't have to make a big play for it to be a significant win. If it hits, but yeah, if the if the Celtics and that's kind of a way I backed up my uh, Celtics futures bet here is just uh, a play on Marcus Smart to be MVP too because if they pull it off, I think you got a one in three chance that he's going to be the MVP. It's going to be Tatum yep. Brown or Smart. Even though I like Al Horford a lot, uh, he didn't really he seemed to run out of gas a little bit in the Miami series, and uh, I don't think he's would be the MVP type of uh, player in these uh, NBA finals. Anyway, yep. JVT, one last question for you as we wrap up the NBA talk here to open the show. So we got the top two teams in defensive efficiency in the league. What does that mean when you look at the total of 211.5 in game one? Because this looks like it's got the potential to be a really defensive-minded series. But you also have great shooters and dynamic playmakers on both sides. So I actually I agree with the market and the way it's moved here. It opened two ten and a half, got to two eleven and a half, one spot's at two twelve. I think this is gonna be a higher scoring series than the market's given it credit for. I, while they're both really good defensive teams, these are also two teams that can really bother one another. I think they match up well in terms of what they can do offensively. So I, I think this might be a little bit higher scoring. Now the regular season matchups weren't. So we'll see if that plays into much, but also there are some different factors at play in those games. But I, I thought this is gonna be higher scoring. I thought two ten and a half was pretty low and the market moved on that one pretty quick. All right. Matt Humans is back at the South Point. Jonathan Von Tobel here on the edge. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Coming up at 30, Randy McKay is going to be actually 15 from now. Randy McKay is going to be with us to get into the National Hockey League. On the other side, let's talk a little baseball. Uh, not only did the Dodgers blow one yesterday, uh, but this guy, he is 60 to 1 to win the National League Cy Young, and he is literally perfect. We'll talk about that coming up. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast is 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Since summer special is here for only $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months, you're going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vsin.com. Subscribers have complete access to all of it. Adam Burks Daily MLB Best Bets, JVT on the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil on the Stanley Cup Playoffs. NFL offseason coverage, in addition to best bets and columns covering golf, UFC, more football, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, you want that daily best bet email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, the betting tools on the website, and live video streaming. Whenever you want it, the cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now vcin.com slash summer. That's through July 31st, vcin.com slash summer. NBA Finals uh, preview was submitted today, Matt Humans, to Ben Fox. He he was texting me, calling me. He threatened me with my job. So that is in, that'll be in, in Point Spread Weekly, uh, which comes out tomorrow. And also, of course, as you said, betting marker reports all throughout the NBA Finals. Um, so I, I brought up a couple of things. First off, before we get to my perfect pitcher, I know you saw what happened last night because this is worth bringing up, mainly because there was a funny story posted on Twitter that I wanted to get to. Uh, but the Pirates, 6-5, to five, they pulled the upset over the Los Angeles Dodgers yesterday. Actually led for nothing, blew that, but ultimately come back to win this game. Uh, how about this? And, you know, we could talk about the Dodgers, but who really cares? Dodgers are going to be fine. Walker Buehler wasn't great yesterday, and he's kind of shaky lately. But I think ultimately in the big picture, you and I would both agree that they're going to be okay. Uh, but I thought this was interesting, Matt. Stats by stats uh, had this up on Twitter. 
Saturday, the Pirates snapped Taylor Rogers' streak of 12 straight saves. And then yesterday, they snapped Craig Kimbrell's streak of 10 straight saves. Since saves became an official stat in 1969, Pirates are the only team to snap a streak of 10-plus straight saves twice on the road in a three-day span. How about that? Don't sleep on the Pirates. That's what that tells you. <laughs> Actually, I watched both of those games. And Saturday night, I think it was Cabrian Hayes hit the uh, home run in the ninth inning to beat the Padres. And then last night, equally uh, stunning because the Dodgers, like you said, wiped out that 4-0 deficit. They take a 5-4 lead. And then uh, Kimbrell comes in and blows it. And also Freddie Freeman makes a mistake in the field. Yep. And uh, the Dodgers blow that game. Free, uh, Kimbrell didn't have it last night. And uh, I thought it was pretty obvious right away. But it's, uh, it says something about the Pirates that they can uh, come back in the ninth inning, basically on the West Coast, uh, twice in three nights like that. And a lot of people would disregard this team as uh, the worst in baseball if it's not the Reds. And um, I think the Pirates right now at 20 and 27 have to, uh, I, I think, at least garner a little bit more respect from people uh, than what they had when they were uh, losing to the Reds a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, the Dodgers, you said the Dodgers are going to be fine, but here's my issue. The Dodgers are supposed to be great. They're not supposed to be fine. And right now they're 33-15 and 15 after last night's loss. And they do have some issues, JVT, some underlying yeah. issues I think could be a problem. And Craig Kimbrell, uh, I don't know if he's the rock-solid lockdown closer he used to be, but Walker Bueller is supposed to be the ace of the staff, and he has not been very good. He's yeah. – uh, at times recently, it looked like he's out there throwing batting practice. They got some dead wood in that lineup as well, some guys who are not hitting. Luckily for the Dodgers, they're 18 over 500 right now because Mookie Betts has caught fire in the past month. He's been an MVP caliber player in the past month, and I think uh, Mookie Betts has made the biggest difference. But you got guys out there, Max Muncy, Justin Turner, who, who really aren't uh, playing anywhere near expectations. Yeah, and they got a little dinged up to the Los Angeles Dodgers, right? We talked about that a couple of times in terms of the guys that they're dealing with. You know, Cody Bellinger's been missing time with the groin injury. He's been day-to-day. -day. Uh, we know about Muncie and Kershaw. Haney goes down the list uh, in terms of guys, both pitchers and batters, who have not been available. But you're right. And think about the prices that you're laying with this team, too, right? I mean, we're talking about minus 360 or so. Yesterday, they closed in that range. Uh, and I thought this was great. So yesterday, uh, I was on with our friend on the look ahead, Scott Seidenberg, and he made a comment off the air that some guy was freaking out in the book about something. Well, Twitter's a magical place, and somebody actually, Reno Matthews, tweeted uh, at VEASAN, busy at Circus Sports watching the Dodgers and Kimbrell blow a minus 350 game to the Pirates. Guy next to me has L.A. and three different parlays. Can't ever trust those big favorites to make it sweat-free like you think that they would. And you talked about this a couple weeks ago, Matt. Uh, in baseball, when it's a grind over the course of a summer, you are not going to make much money betting inflated favorites like this and include them in three different parlays is a big way to screw yourself. Yeah, if you throw the Dodgers on a parlay last night at around minus 350, you think that's like a, a free bingo square, and uh, that's just not <laughs> the case in baseball. It doesn't work out that way, and they, they dug a hole early. Walker Bueller gave up uh, three quick runs. The first uh, I flipped a game on them was already 3 nothing Pirates. But you also yep. have to consider – the situation, I would say, that, you know, the Dodgers can't be losing games like that when they're north of a $3 home favorite against one of the worst teams in baseball. But they also just returned home from a 10-game road trip. I read some quotes uh, where some of the Dodgers players were saying they were really fatigued. The road trip took a toll on them. If you yep. read that stuff, it wouldn't stun you that the Dodgers came out and were sluggish at the beginning of last night's game. Their offense didn't even show up until about the fifth or sixth inning.
Yep. And tonight again, I mean, we're talking about an opener of, like, I think, about minus 350 or so, 320. Uh, we're up to minus 360. Julio Rios is on the hill. He's opposing Keller and the Pirates. And I got to tell you, Matt, you look at some of these numbers. Rios has never been like a dominant strikeout guy, uh, but his strikeout numbers are way down. Yes, last year, 9.45 strikeouts per nine inning, a K rate of 26.2%. But this year, striking out only about six and a half dudes every nine innings, K rate down to 18.3%. And you get that differential. He had 249 ERA, 439 fielding independent for Rios. And yet the market's climbing in the direction of the Dodgers. We see this usually, but I got to tell you, this is one of those instances where uh, like, I think there might be some money line value on the Pirates, just given that the underlying numbers tell you Urias probably shouldn't be this big of a favorite. I don't think he should be this big of a favorite, and I understand why the money's coming in on the Dodgers. I anticipated it today because most bettors are going to look at this and say, well, Dodgers are not going to lose back-to-back games to the Pirates. That's yep. not going to happen. No way. Well, it could happen because I don't have much faith in Urias. Like you said, uh, I think he's definitely beatable. Um but I'm, I'm going to stay away from that one. I think last night was the better spot to play the Pirates because Bueller, frankly, has not been very good lately. And when yep. a team's coming home from a 10-game road trip, that's when you want to bet, bet against them a lot of times. You see it in the NBA a lot. And uh, when teams come home from a long road trip, you can catch that team sleeping in the first game, and that's kind of what happened uh, last night. Let's talk about the other L.A. team, the Angels on a five-game skid. They're in the Bronx tonight, and uh, Adam Burke was on the show previous to us, Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard. If you read Adam Burke's uh, baseball write-up today on vcin.com, he does a great job with those every day. He's got to play on the Angels tonight, JVT. Right now it's South Point plus 120. Noah Syndergaard on the hill tonight. Uh, Do you have faith in Thor to help stop the Angels' losing streak? Uh, I have faith in Thor, absolutely. I think Syndergaard's been solid, man. And you like, look, he's not the dominant strikeout guy he once was. Uh, his strikeout numbers, from what we've seen in the past compared to now, uh, are much different. And his commands a little bit. It's it's not even bad, but it's a, you know 189 walks per nine is nothing at all that you want to freak out about. But he's not giving up hard contact, Matt. He's been really comfortable in this role. My problem is, and he's using a lot more off-speed stuff, too. If you look at his past few years, right, his fastball usage well over like 57, 59 percent when you look at some of these past uh, few seasons that he's been in the league. This year, he's just right at 50 percent, using his slider a little bit more and others. Changeup is up. But to me, it's about do you trust the bullpen? Like if you're betting this full game, this Angels bullpen has started to fall apart. Um, They're in the bottom half of the league and fielding independent in terms of relievers. That has really held them back in multiple matchups. It hurt them in that series against Toronto, in which they were swept over the course of four games. I think it helps that this lineup for the Yankees, you mentioned this, they're beat up. Donaldson's still not back. Giancarlo Stanton's not going to be available. So that helps you out if you're the Angels. So I think that it would be the play for me. But this bullpen, man, we've seen it year after year, and it's starting to rear its ugly head again. Thought it was going to be solid, but it hasn't worked out lately. Uh, The Yankees definitely have the better bullpen, even though the Yankees are uh, a little bit weaker than they were before because of injuries in the pen. Syndergaard, I I think what's interesting, his whip is really good, 1.08. Anything around one flat is good. His strikeouts are way down, JVT. 38 innings, 27 Ks. That's about 6.5 Ks per nine. Uh, What do you see from Syndergaard in that respect? Because Shohei Otani, by comparison, is averaging 12.8 Ks per nine. I, look, they're smarter ba- baseball minds in terms of evaluating pitchers. But when I watch him and you look at some of the numbers, Matt, he's pitching to contact a lot more. Uh-huh. Like he's using that changeup more. He's inducing ground outs a little bit more as opposed to just trying to power through guys and trying to get by them. And I think that's really worked out for him. It's helping him save his arm, I think, a little bit, too. Uh, but you look at it this year, Matt, a uh, ground ball to fly ball ratio, 162. It'd be the best one of his career since uh, 2018. He had a 184 that year. 
And I think that's kind of what you're seeing here at this point. He's using more off-speed stuff. He doesn't have to power through guys. So I think that's why you're kind of seeing the strikeouts go way down. I think a lot of people would think back on Syndergaard and say, man, that's a problem. But I think when you've actually watched him this year, mm-hmm. he's just changed the way that he's pitching at this point. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a, a very interesting matchup tonight in MLB to oh, see I if the wait. Angels can stop this losing streak against a Yankees team that's not at full strength. And it catches a pretty good price on the Angels tonight if you want to play that too. I had two baseball plays last night. One one on the D-backs, lost one on the A's and Paul Blackburn at a fat uh, underdog price. Not going to back the A's tonight. I really don't have a best bet in baseball tonight. JVT, are you going to have one? Uh, no, nothing tonight. I was a little wrapped up in writing for the NBA final stuff, but tomorrow definitely will. And uh, when we come back, let's talk a little hockey. Randy McKay is going to be with us. Andy Capper extraordinaire is going to break it all down, get his thoughts on that, and his Celtics ticket and how he feels about Boston and into this final series with the Golden State Warriors. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Answer the call of cash with DraftKings Connect to Victory Challenge, sponsored by Verizon. Play for free in this nine-part prediction pool series. Take your shot at grabbing a share of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Verizon now to join the action. Verizon, America's most reliable 5G network. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. JVT, Matt Humans here on the edge. And Randy McKay joins us, JVT. He's a professional sports better. He's not just a hockey guy. No, he's not. And uh, Randy, who uh, shares the sentiments that we do, at least from an investment standpoint, on the Boston Celtics in this NBA Final Series. Randy, you might like this footage caught of one Steph Curry getting his clubs re-gripped, golf clubs that is, right before the NBA Finals. Curry's not focused. It's over. The Celtics are going to win this thing. (laughs) That sounds pretty funny. I want to compliment you, uh, JVT. Uh, thanks for all your write-ups all year long on the on the NBA. I uh, read read quite a few of them, and you did a great job there. Oh, thank you, Randy. I really appreciate it. So, uh, where where are you at in terms of this final? Uh, like, where you have the Boston Celtics in terms of the ticket, and how you're feeling about their chances in this finals with the Golden State Warriors? I feel really good. I mean, we're getting a. I have an eight to one on Boston. I got kind of. Uh, partway through the Milwaukee series, I think I found that uh, it was kind of a rogue number I found at one of the sports books out in Colorado. So I uh, got some pretty good value at the time there. Jumped on that. Uh, thanks for a uh, little tip from a friend of mine. Yeah, I think he's listening. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think we're sitting pretty good. I mean, we've got one of the best defensive teams, and I think they'll clamp down on the uh, uh, shooting of Golden State. Um and hopefully they uh, get their offense going as well and uh, use their height advantage, and uh, I think that'll be a big part of the series, and uh, hopefully they can pull it off, and hopefully about six games they Rand- should be able to win that, hopefully. Randy, what's your theory in terms of uh, hedging tickets like this? I don't know how much you have bet on it, but are you just going to let the 8-1 to one ride, or how are you going to play the finals? Yeah, that's going to kind of be a wait and see. I'm not really a – I like to – I don't really hedge, but I try to uh, set up, like, create a middle-like sure. opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, last night, I had the under in the hockey game, and here's how you can utilize in-game wagering. Uh, uh, Carolina's goalie went down, so I quickly in the third, at the end of the second period, I was quickly getting in in-game bets on uh, at under, uh, or at uh, over 
four and a half. I had over five and a half. And uh, unfortunately, I had bigger position on under five and a half, but I at least got off a lot of my uh, my bet. And I had a, a the Rangers and under to win. So uh, a good sports better, you got to real you got to utilize that in game product. And I do that more than I ever used to. That's definitely a smart way to play it. Randy McKay, you can follow him on Twitter at rr39. And uh, Randy has got some uh, hockey analysis coming up here. Game 7 last night in Carolina was a great one. The Rangers, from their perspective, they blow out the uh, Hurricanes and stop that uh, trend of the home team winning every game in a Carolina Hurricanes series. The Rangers off Game 7, now playing the two-time defending champs, Tampa Bay Lightning. Do you like the Rangers to rebound quickly here in Game 1, or do you like the Lightning here? Uh, Tampa Bay minus 125. The uh, the total in the game is uh, five and a half for Game One Wednesday night. Yeah, first of all, this is a, a battle of two uh, good defensive, good power play type teams that rely on special teams. This is more my uh, low variance type hockey games, the ones I like to bet mm-hmm. more so than the other side where you got you're going to have high variance, uh, high totals, more open ice. Not going to like that as much. Um, I like. Uh, I actually think it's a detriment to uh, Tampa Bay to have all these. I think they got about nine days off without playing. And I think they might come out with a little rust here. So I think there's some value on the plus 110 opener on the Rangers. So if anybody sees that, there's some 105, 110, anything. Anytime you get a plus, I think this is okay. And I actually like uh, that'll be an eye opener. And I think. I believe that uh, Tampa. This will be an eye opener for Tampa Bay, and they'll come back, and you'll get a better price. Maybe to take a series bet after Game One, where I think the series price on Tampa Bay right now is too high. So I, I see a, this is kind of weird situation where I see the Rangers winning Game One and Tampa Bay winning the series. You got two of the probably the best Russian goalies uh, of all time. Uh, of course, you have. Nikolai Hobby Bullen was one of my favorites growing up with Tampa Bay back in the day, but uh, these two are uh, definitely up there. Uh, Vaskaleski has actually cracked my, cracked my top five all-time best goalies now. And uh, like I said, they play from the goal out. This is a low-variance type uh, series. And I also might uh, look at some under the totals in this uh, series as well. I'm not going to do under a five-and-a-half in the first game. I want to see how... Oh, it's officiated. Some of the Rangers games, uh, they've been officiated pretty tight, and uh, uh, vice versa, the Tampa Bay games weren't officiated tight against Florida, and I think that really helped them to win the series. So that's kind of how I see this uh, series playing out in the East, and uh, hopefully that works out okay. Series price on the Lightning, minus 175. Rangers plus 150. That's via DraftKings. So, Randy, uh, I'm going to root for the Rangers here. I like Gerard Gallant a lot, the former coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, and I've seen enough of the Tampa Bay Lightning the last couple of years. Uh, but you like the Rangers in game one and Tampa Bay for the series. Why, why do you like it that way? Well, I just think with the rust factor that uh, Tampa Bay might come out, I think the Rangers might jump on them with that uh, home crowd and jump uh, on uh, Tampa Bay to start out. And, uh, you know, Tampa Bay's been really good off a loss. Uh, I think Vasquez is just about undefeated in the playoffs of a lifetime. I, I too, do wish I wish uh, the Vegas Knights still had uh, Gallant as a coach. 
And also, I have a little position on uh, fourteen to one on the on the Tampa Bay to win it all. So uh, I can use that as a little value if I need to later in the series. But uh, that's how I kind of see the series playing out. Uh, both teams got good defense. You know, both teams got really good goalies, and uh, goals are I think going to be hard, very hard to come by here. So uh, that's how I I look at this series, and it should be a very entertaining, hard hitting series. Well, Randy, you talk about goals being hard to come by. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the case for Edmonton and Colorado. Game one total set at seven uh, between these two, two high-powered offensive teams. Uh, from a, a series price standpoint, Colorado Avalanche minus 250 to win this thing. Uh, where do you stand on this series in terms of an outright winner? Uh, and is the market getting this right with a pre-flop total of seven between these two for game one? Uh, I believe so far they probably – are getting it right as far as the total goes. I think there's going to be a lot of open ice here. Um, the one thing I do like about Edmonton, uh, ever since Jay Woodcroft, uh, their new coach, has taken over, they've won like two-thirds of their games. Uh, he must have been a really good voice because they had a good coach in uh, uh, former North Dakota, Dave Tippett. He was a very good coach, but uh, this uh, Woodcraft really uh, established them playing defense. And uh, you didn't see it uh, in one of the games against Calgary, but uh, the, that's been one of the differences for them so far. Um, as far as uh, game one goes, I'm not going to get in front of the Colorado train yet. Uh, that's just kind of going to be a wait and see for me. I did take one prop in the series. I do like Kale McCarr uh, to have more points than Delano Nurse. Delano Nurse is, uh, used to be kind of an offensive defenseman, but now with the new style that Woodcroft plays, he doesn't really play that style anymore where Kale McCarr is up and down and he's by far the best defenseman for the Avs. So I see this game being up and down. I'm not going to weigh in anything on game one yet, but I might look if Edmonton is close in the first period, maybe jumping back or jumping on them in the first period or jumping on if they do lose a close game, I might jump in if the series price even goes up higher, which would be a nice price after game one if they lose. All right, it should be a really entertaining series. Oilers Avalanche total of seven in Game One. Uh, Randy, you mentioned uh, Colorado and uh, that you bet at the books there. Are you in North Dakota or Colorado now? And uh, have you started firing on some uh, NFL and college football futures at the Colorado books? Yeah, I took a little break uh, now from Colorado, so I'm back in North Dakota. Uh, I've been studying some NFL. I even. Uh, Bet a few uh, RSWs so far, but I, I see Circa put in a, put up a bunch more, and I'll probably be betting a few of them. Um, I like to take the summers off a little bit and take a break uh, and uh, recharge the batteries, and uh, this is kind of my happy place. I like to hang out the lakes and <laughs> drive around on the four-wheeler and uh, do fun things and relax in the summer. So that's, uh, that's pretty much what I'm doing uh, right now, and uh, I haven't really bet too much NFL yet, but I do have a a couple RSWs, and uh, just going to do that and sweat out the uh, hockey playoffs. All right, that's professional gambler Randy McKay on Twitter, RR39. He puts his hockey opinions up there. Randy, enjoy the uh, rest of the hockey playoffs. Great catching up with you. All right, thanks, guys, and have a great day.
Thanks, Randy. Appreciate it. RR39 uh, is the Twitter handle if you want to give Randy a follow. V- was it 2017, I think, VEASAN Fan of the Year. Uh, Randy McKay. The more important title. All right. Uh, we'll come back, wrap it up the last 15 minutes here on The Edge. I, I did mention, we're going to get to it, Matt, the uh, pitcher that I think is perfect in 60-1 to 1, uh, to win a National League Cy Young. Get your thoughts on that and the rest of the baseball card, which is pretty deep today here on this Tuesday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Have you had a tough week? Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge. Switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at zen.com slash 10. That's zyn.com slash 10. Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 and older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. JVT, Matt Eumann's back here on the edge. I'm at the South Point. JVT, on location somewhere at a mystery spot. Yep, yep. It'll remain a mystery for uh, forever. It's been a tough week, though, I'll tell you that much. It's been a very tough week. Uh, all right, uh, let's talk really quick before we get to the re- any. Oh, actually, uh, best bets, Matt. Did you have anything? You didn't have anything today, right? I did golf. Okay, golf. So let's let's start there then before we get to baseball because I didn't have anything to add for best bets to get to that maybe tomorrow uh, as we add some NBA stuff. But you take the floor when it comes to the Memorial this weekend. Yeah, let's do it. Off a golf winner last week on Sam Burns of yep. thirty to one. So uh, try to win again uh, this week. And uh, Colin Morikawa is going to be the guy I'm going to play among the favorites. This is the Memorial, uh, Jack Nicklaus's tournament, and uh, I th- I'm looking mostly for tee to green players uh, this week. Guys with a, a good history on this course as well, as I usually do. And Colin Morikawa is one of those guys. He was a runner-up last year. Lost in the playoff to Patrick Cantlay. Uh, his tee to green precision makes him uh, essentially tailor-made for this course. 22-1 to 1 odds at Circa. I'll take it on Morikawa. Again, I'm going to play Willie Z, Will Zalatoris, who's the tour leader in tee to green. Uh, he's got four top sixes in his last six starts. A couple missed cuts in there, too. But Zalatoris at 33 to 1. I've lost with him twice in the playoff. I'm going to keep playing him. Cameron Young rested last week, which I think is a good thing. If you read Wes Reynolds' write up in Point Spread Weekly, Wes is also on Cameron Young. His write up just came in. And uh, Cameron Young has been on fire in the TD Green Stats categories in his uh, last three tournaments. And this is a guy like Willie Z who's trying to break through and win his first PGA Tour event. And I think both these guys got a great shot to be in the hunt on Sunday this week. So Willie Z at 33 to 1, Cameron Young at 35 to 1. And I'm also playing Max Homa this week. Uh, fourth trip here, tied for sixth last year and in really good current form. Max Homa at 42 to 1. My long shots are going to be Aaron Wise. I'm just, I threw him in because the number was a little bit off market at Circa. And uh, a lot of weeks you'll see Aaron Wise get some. Attention from sharper golf betters. 77 to 1 is the number. Uh, the former Oregon player who lives in Las Vegas, 25 years old, top 10 last year in this tournament. So he's got the course history. And I'll play Aaron Wise at 77 to 1. How about John Rahm, JVT? I don't know if you remember this, but last year Rahm had a six stroke lead after three rounds and had to withdraw from the tournament because of COVID. He's going to be tough to beat this week. I played Rahm minus 125 over Rory in a matchup. I remember because uh, half of Twitter, because, you know, the um, the betters that are back in the East Coast and all these other markets that are used to all these cool promotions, like sometimes, you know, bet forgiveness or whatever they want to slug them, were demanding uh, that John Rom be refunded. They were demanding <laughs> it on social media last year uh, that he would have won this thing if he would have stayed in. It was I, I thought it was an incredible thing. And also, you know, you make your bed when you allow this stuff to happen as bookmakers and. It's cool that you promote it, but also it's better. So it's a little embarrassing to demand those sort of things. But I remember. I remember it fondly. Um, you know what else I remember, Matt? This is my segue. I remember a day when pitchers 
and baseball players and just men in general were more manly, right? Play two. You come out there, you throw, throw 150 pitches, and then come back out and pitch again in the same day. I huh? remember that. Well, we had flashes of that yesterday. Did you see Josh Hader and what he did yesterday? Doubleheader for the Chicago Cubs and the Milwaukee Brewers. Came out, and he only pitched an inning in each one. But regardless, uh, Josh Hader appears in both games of a doubleheader, saves both games. And how about this? This man is incredible, Matt. Hader. 18 games, 18 saves, no earned runs, batting average against a zero point, or how about that, point zero seventy three, and a strikeout to walk ratio of 433. I wanted to bring this up because you can find him at 60 to 1 to win the National League Cy Young. Tell me why a dude who is literally perfect up to this point should not be considered for National League Cy Young, given how well he has pitched this year. It's, it's mind-boggling how good he's been this year. Okay, I'll give you two reasons. One is we're only two months into the season. He's going to get okay. hit hard in a couple of outings, and those numbers no. are going to change at some no. point. And the second is he's pitched only 16 and two-thirds innings this season. <laughs> so that's where I would start. <laughs> no, the, come on. And huh? the, in the anti-Josh Hader argument, yeah, he's been outstanding. I think if he continues to pitch this way, which I would expect his numbers to uh, look a little bit worse in a month or two, he's going to be under – uh, consideration. Corbin Burns right now is the favorite, the guy on the same staff. Burns has pitched a lot better than his 3-2 and two record at this point. In fact, uh, I bet Burns in a recent game against the uh, Padres, he pitched really well. Uh, he's got 78 strikeouts over 64 and two-thirds innings. That's 10.9 Ks per nine and a whip of 0.82. Uh, JBT, the, the Brewers have two uh, two really strong Cy Young candidates on the same staff, one starter and one closer. Yeah, no, Not you're to right. Mention Brandon just, Woodruff, who's a pretty good pitcher as well. Yep, and I, like I and I get it, and I understand that it's it's only May, and I, I would just be curious what it would take for a guy like Hater to potentially win an award like this, like sixty, like sixty-ish saves and an ERA under two would probably have to get you there. But and that's an incredible season, uh, and you wonder if he can. He's missed a little bit of time already, and that was personal issues rather than injury. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. But I just I think it's very much worth pointing out. Like when you put that guy out there. You don't expect anything less than we're going to win this game. And there are very, very few relievers who are going to give you that sort of uh, confidence uh, when he takes them out. And by the way, so we throw up that list of National League Cy Young candidates to tie back to what you were talking about. You know, you mentioned in passing that you bet the Arizona Diamondbacks yesterday. Uh, I'm going to venture a guess as to why, because Zach Gallen was on the hill. Dude's now 4-0 in terms of decisions on the season. Five and two-thirds yesterday. Gave him seven hits, but two and runs, six strikeouts. Bounced back from a poor performance against Kansas City. That dude's 19-1 to to win the award. Yeah, Zach Gallen's uh, worst outing of the year by far was his previous start against the Royals. And I was a little bit hesitant to back him uh, last night because of that. As a $2 favorite, remember, by the way, against the, uh, the Royals. Yeah, remember that's that? He's at minus 220. And I went ahead and played him last night because he was a home dog. He was plus 105. Some spots have plus 110 against the Braves, who, by the way, are not tearing the cover off the ball uh, right no. now. So I thought the, the Braves, to me, looked like uh, kind of false favorites in that game last night against Zach Allen. Now, he was not great. Like you said, he gave up seven hits in six innings. He worked out of a serious jam, I think, in the third or fourth inning uh, early in that game. But he was good enough to get the win. So I wanted to bring a couple of games before we get out of here. First off, 
Uh, one of the things that I've very much enjoyed laughing at over the last few weeks has been uh, the Philadelphia Phillies and the way they consistently find ways to lose some of these contests. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have now lost four consecutive games, $1.25 favorite. There's been like a two-cent bump off the opener. They opened up minus 127. Eunice and the Giants getting the support here. This Phillies team dead last in defensive runs saved. This bullpen's a nightmare, Matt. I mean, and what confidence do you have in Philadelphia? I guess I get it's a short price against a, a Giants team that's gotten pretty thin at this point at minus 125. But this team in Philadelphia, we've talked about how disappointing they are. This is awful. How And the different ways that they lose these games, it is incredible. Yeah, Phillies have dropped four in a row, and they're now seven under at 21 and 28. I was watching a Dodgers game, I think, early in the season when Jessica Mendoza, who was calling the game, said that uh, one team she really liked in the National League was going to be the Phillies. And I, I couldn't sign off on that comment because I, the Phillies have to show me uh, that they've changed, you know. And uh, they're basically the same team they've been the last couple of years, underachievers. And uh, they got inconsistency, inconsistency in the bullpen. Uh, you see the names on the lineup, and they're not living up to expectations. I mean, they've got they, – you look like uh, they should be one of the best offensive teams in baseball. Right now the Phillies have a – a plus three run differential. They are scoring runs. They got 220, uh, but they just don't do anything right consistently. Let's put it that way. They're not consistent enough. And I have not bet the Phillies. I don't think I bet the Phillies one time this season, JVT. Yeah. I just don't believe in this team's uh, consistency. And they did, I think, play really well against the Dodgers in a weekend series in LA. Uh, but since then, they've come home. They've crashed back to earth. And I, I really don't know what the answer is because I thought they would be. Better with Joe Girardi as manager, and it hasn't panned out. The other game worth mentioning, uh, we were bringing up yesterday when you were on the show, uh, the Blue Jays, not only did they sweep the Angels in their 10-4 and four in their last 14 games, mm-hmm. offense is starting to wake up. Open up $1.65, now up to minus 190 with Gosman on the hill over the White Sox. Might seem surprising. White Sox still pretty thin, though. Yon Moncada has been day-to-day uh, because of, I think it's a quad injury. Tim Anderson's been out of the lineup, so it's not entirely surprising, but the market's starting to come back around about, on the Blue Jays, Matt, and Gosman, of course, is going to be priced to the moon. Yeah, I, and actually, I, I thought I saw an overnight price on Gosman of about a buck uh, fifty-five, yep. which was uh, which was much cheaper. And I think he was playable at that point against a White Sox team that's struggling uh, right now. The White Sox at twenty-three and twenty-three will be a team to watch, JVT, because at some point, I think they're they're going to start to play a lot better baseball. They've been one of the biggest disappointments so far. Now, and one health's been part of it too. So when yeah. that gets a little bit better, that'll be better. All right, Matt. We'll we'll talk tomorrow here on the Edge. You missed out on any part of your favorite show? Veasan.com slash podcast. And remember, stick around because my guys in the desert's coming up next. Lots of NBA finals coverage and points read weekly up on the website. So don't miss out on it. We'll see you then. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.